Addicts の時間です It's time for Hobby Addicts And now here are your anime addicts Hey guys, welcome into Hobby Addicts, episode 194. It's so wild. I'm your host, Mitsugi, and I'm joined here by the lovely crew. You know them, you love them. I know you miss them every week. It's Mandy and Mason. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. Right. Wow. <laughs> I, I didn't want to answer at the same time yeah, as Mason. We were so both using stall tactics, waiting to <laughs> not step over each other's toes. We are M cubed on this podcast today. And、um, Mason is going to be bringing you some Hollow Knight talk, and he's going to be talking some music. Mandy's going to be talking about Warcraft, and I imagine how you have progressed into the raids. Am I correct?、Mm-hmm. Yes. Raid, raid update. I'm going to talk about climbing a frozen mountain. And I also finished Blasphemous. So I think that there's an awful lot to get to today. And very eventful weekend. Where, where do you guys want to start? You know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, let, let's start with Mason. Mason seldom goes first. I think we should, I think ooh, we should start ooh, there. Okay, sure. Well, yeah, I've, I've all sorts of little things to talk about, so I'll、okay. blast through that.、Uh, so I had a date to get my carpet redone, and turns out they came to my house, they tore up all of the carpet. Looked at the floor to put in the hardwood and said,、uh, This is warped beyond like installability.、Oh, no. like, we cannot do this now.、Mm. So, as you will see when we get to、uh, the video for the main, main show, my room is barren. Everything had to be removed. So,、oh, I've、no. got people coming on Monday, tomorrow, to do a different installation, but there's my room is desolate and empty. And so it's so awful. There, there's so much room for activities, but it's, it's, it's fine. But.、Huh. You know, it's, I go to work and I'm like, oh, when I get back from work, everything will be nice and new and I'll have, ooh, it'll be so nice. And I come back and everything is in disarray and it's even worse. And I'm like, oh, what a nightmare. <laughs> Now, do you, do you own this place where you live or are you renting it? I am renting,、uh, I live with the person who does own it. So the whole point is he wanted the new flooring. So this is all his shebang. Like, it's, it's、okay. fine for me. So you're not paying、it's、for not, it? No, no. But、not、regardless, I this. Not the, carpet, not the carpeting a bedroom is going to cost more than like $90 anyway, but.、Um, it, it won't be bad. Yeah, but that's, man, having to remove everything out of a bedroom, like your bed and everything, what a pain in the ass. Pretty、wow. much. So, because I've had like no, no big sound system, no big TV, none of that stuff, I was like, oh. And since Mandy was busy doing her WoW raids instead of、uh, our usual like Friday and Monday streams, I was like, oh, maybe I'll practice streaming. So, I, in our Discord, have been playing Hollow Knight because A, I've told you to play it a thousand times. And I'm like, eh, I should, I should brush up on it, make sure I know what I'm talking about. And, you know, I've just been camping out in Discord for a couple hours.、Um, and a bunch of people have joined in and we're just talking and chatting and watching me. Get wrecked because the whole point <laughs> of it was I was going to try to see how far I could get before I died, and it was going pretty well. I got like six hours in, I made a careless mistake, got slammed by a boss I was not、uh, well equipped for, and I was like, oh, well, there goes the whole run. Now we can just have fun and relax. And it's been pretty low key, 
It's been a good time. So I still well, love the game, still highly recommend it, and we can you know, kind of transition that to Blasphemous in a bit. But it's sure. I still love it, and I think the next game I'm going to play is called The Bridge. Have either of you played it? No, I haven't heard mm-hmm. it, but please, by all means, get so me to buy like it yet another lo- game. I have not played it yet. I, I figured I'll play it either on stream, either on our Twitch or on just the Discord, but it's like a logic puzzle game, which is like a mashup between like physics and perspective so it says it's like isaac newton meets mc escher so it's going to be like a real trippy uh it's called the bridge uh, the Sorry. bridge yeah okay um, i just wanted to look it up so i can look at it while you're talking Let's see what yeah, it's it looks, talking about I'm so looking at it. It's pretty I, neat. I have looked up no trailers no spoilers nothing i just saw it grabbed it and i figured that'd be a fun little <gasps> thing Mason, to look let's stream this we should well, yes there it this looks good so people get excited uh, that this might be coming oh. down the pipeline. That looks like the kind of thing that I would love. It does yeah. have a, it, it does have a bit of a Mandy flair to it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, what what else do I want to talk about? Uh, speaking of video games, I bought my first video game of the year of 2020. I pre-ordered right. Neo Two. Okay. It's coming out in just over a month. Um, I'm usually not a pre-order boy because no, I. Never really need to play games right away. I don't play online, so I don't like need to have that, you know, community. But I just I trust Team Ninja. I trust their vision. I loved Neo One so much, and I'm like, yeah, I, I have no doubt that this won't be a great game. So pre-ordered that this morning in a fit of impulse. You just and uh, you just can't get enough of that Dark Souls. You know what I'm saying? I can't. I can't. Oh, it's so good. It's so satisfying. I'm not gonna lie. I feel you. I, I um. I would really do. I would do almost anything for another Dark Souls game right about now. <laughs> so, we can't all be blessed like Mandy and still have yet to experience Sekiro. I haven't. Oh, fi- yeah. I haven't finished it, but um, I think I'm pretty far into it. But I need to get back to it. So. Yeah. Well, I had a couple other things, but uh, I, I'm more interested in the in this uh, mountain climbing excursion. So. If we need to fill up time, I can go back to them. But those those were the big highlights of what I've been up to. Well, since you were talking about games, I finished Blasphemous, right? So just two minutes here. Um, mm-hmm. The game was pretty good all the way to the end. Every boss fight was satisfying. They all have, um, they're all pattern based, you know, like like a lot of bosses are. You kind of you kind of get a sense for what attack is coming. You memorize them. You know how to handle them. But this game had a lot of attacks. Like every boss probably had about ten different things it did, and so the boss fights were just very satisfying all the way to the end. I didn't get I didn't get the platinum trophy or anything. I I um, pretty much did reveal the whole map. The end of the game, I got the bad ending. Um, I don't know why. I didn't really look into it. Oh no! I didn't really look into it. Um, the bad ending is pretty bad. You know, you. Um, <laughs> I mean, it I seems like in line with the game in general. <laughs> I won't spoil yeah. it. I won't spoil it. You know, but like it doesn't go well for your character. Um, the good ending is much better, and I watched it online because I didn't want to play the whole game again. And the ending boss fight was good. It was it was it was one of those boss fights where it has multiple phases, and um, you start off getting your ass like you you get your ass wrecked on the first phase, and then like you know after three tries you figure it out and you beat him, and then you go to the second phase, and the second phase just wrecks you, just demolishes you, and then and then by the time you beat the second phase, you've mastered the first one, and then you just you and then you're just good enough at the second phase to beat that, and so overall very satisfying. I mean, anybody who likes these sort of like side-scrolling, Hollow Knight, Castlevania, 
Metroidvania type games. It's a cheap game. Recommend buying it. Pretty good. Um, <clears throat> Quandary Peak. So Quandary Peak is this mountain about an hour and a half from where I live to the west. And it's like in, it's sort of in the second wave of Rocky Mountain ranges. Like they, they kind of have like, they're almost like, if you can think of them as like uh, waves on the ocean, they kind of have a wave and there's a reprieve and there's another big wave of mountains. These like multiple mountain ranges. And um, they seem to get more difficult to climb as you go further west, but Quandry Peak is a class one mountain. It's not that tough. It's about 14,250 feet. It's one of the taller ones. I think it's the 13th tallest peak in the Rockies. Um, That sounds really intimidating, but the actual hike is not difficult. Um, There's no like cliffs. There's no rock walls to climb. There's no, there's not even a lot of boulders and stuff. Um, it's definitely easier than what Mason and I were, were, were attempting to do when Mason was here, uh, for, sh- for sure. No comparison. The yeah, only- that seems like a much flatter hike, except for if, like you're about to say. Well, unless you're, like, walking through snow. I mean, I would say, I would say Mason, that, the, that this hike was about as difficult as it would have been for us to get to the top of that hillside on the, on that you did. Forget the rocks after the hillside. Just getting to the top of that hill... You know, because that hill was 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 brutal in my opinion. Yeah, so, yeah. So like, um, that hill would have been about the end of this hike in terms of difficulty. But then of course, we had to do the whole ridge line still. So, what I had you trying to do was a little tougher. But listen, this this mountain was covered in snow from the bottom, um, and I, I put some pictures in the in the uh, in our in our in our chat on Discord if you guys to look at. And there were there were spots where like pine trees were just barely sticking out because there was you're walking on like four or five feet of snow. And, and it's just, um, you know, and when you sink and when you post hole into it, like you take a step and you don't expect it and the soft snow is soft and you take a step and you just sink right up to your hip and you're like, damn. Yeah. There were a couple of times where I'm like literally on my hands and knees crawling to get out of the snow. Um, so I put my snowshoes on. The snowshoes were pretty, pretty nice, um, when you need them and when they're working. So still in the tree line there was a lot of snow pretty thick snow and people you know people were all in agreement on the mountain there were quite a few people probably about i don't know 100 or 200 people um all were in agreement that when you're in the trees the snow is softer because it's not as exposed and and they were right you know like having the snowshoes was really handy at in spots in the trees because you don't have to worry about sinking into the snow but even with even with the snowshoes on i did sink in a few times yeah go ahead I was about to ask because there were no snowshoe picks in the uh, the set you provided. What percentage of time were you snowshoed up, or which percentage were you just able to walk? Um, I put the snow. Them? Now the snowshoes I have are secondhand; they're not very good. So I would say I wore the snowshoes probably ten percent of the hike. Um, and the reason for that is that going up the hillsides, there were. You definitely can make a case for wearing the snowshoes, snowshoes at times up up the hillside, but the snowshoes just don't have a lot of teeth on the, teeth on the bottom. Like they're not very good, right? So the ones well, I of course wanted, they're not good. They're secondhand. You're supposed to wear them on your feet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't. Um, the ones I wanted to buy, they're like they're like three hundred bucks, and they have like they have very sharp razors and teeth all along the bottom, on the sides, on the back, where your toe is. These ones just have spikes where your toe where your toe steps in, and you would take a step on a hillside and you would just slide in them because they weren't there's not enough traction to keep you from sliding. I see. So I took them off. I was like, the hell with this shit, and I didn't want to carry it up the hill either. So I took them off. And I just slammed them down into the snow and just stuck them there, 
and left them um, at a certain point because I was like, this is useless because I couldn't walk up the hillside. And on flat land where, I, where I'm sinking in, they were fine because ha- I don't have to like have traction. But on the hillside, useless. Um, and, and as you can see from the photos, there was snow everywhere. There was no dry ground anywhere on this Himalayan's mountain. And no. pretty much there was at least a foot of snow everywhere. And, but a lot of it was very packed down because a, a lot of it, after you, after you get through the tree line and you get up the hill, micro spikes were the name of the game. And for those of you that don't, that don't know what micro spikes are, they're great. I mean, I feel like everybody should own a pair of my, if anybody who hikes ever needs micro spikes, they're like these, it's like this rubber thing that you slip around the outside, the, 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 the outside of your shoe. And it just covers the bottom of your foot in these like metal, just little metal daggers basically. And they're just great for climbing, hiking through snow, up up slopes, through mud, do whatever. And so micro spikes were the name of the game going up the hillside. And it was a pretty tough hillside. I mean, there was there was one initial hill that was really tough. I mean, it was exhausting. Um, uh, Katie, my girlfriend, she got stuck a couple times um, and was having some trouble. And but we made it up the first hillside. The dog we brought the dog. The dog was fine. And but this hill has three levels. So this mountain has three levels to the top. There's a first, there's a first level where you're just kind of just breaking through the trees and the hill is real steep and real tough. And the wind is just beating your ass. And the wind was stronger than anticipated. It was probably, it was probably about 15 degrees outside, but I'm dressed very well. So I'm pretty much fine, except my feet were frozen. But other than that, um, the wind is just kicking the shit out of you, and there's nowhere to hide. There's no trees, no rocks, nothing. You just when the wind blows, it just it just fucks you up full, full on. Like it's almost like you're standing on like a on like a beach, just letting the hurricane wind just wreck you. And so you know we made it up the first hill, and then there's a little plateau, and people were kind of chilling. And then there's a, and then and you can see it from the first hill, but you can see where the top is, and it's real far away. I mean, we're very far off because this is a pretty tall tall fourteener. And there's a false summit, which means that when you're climbing the second hill, you can't see the, the summit from the from where you are. And so you so you can see where the where the hill that you're climbing ends, but you're not able to see the the actual peak because it's out of your line of sight. It's too far back. So it's like one of these heartbreaking moments where you just bust ass. Like you, it's almost like you have to just put your you put your head down and just. And just do it. Like it's just like you know you're in for a 90 minute cardio battle, and you get you just battle this this hill. And when you get to the top, then you have the heartbreak moment because you go, oh fuck, I thought this was the top, and then you realize that you're not even close yet. So um, what ended up happening was the wind was pretty strong. The dog was really struggling. Um, she had ice all over her legs, and so there was one moment where the wind hit me so hard I fell down and I was on my hands and knees. And, um, and the dog crawled up under me and was like, had her, had her body tucked up under my right arm to try to hide from the wind. And that was when I knew we were done. I was like, this dog isn't going to make it. We weren't even at the top of the false summit yet. And I could, I had seen the peak earlier and it looked real exposed. Like there's just, it's just real high and the wind was definitely going to be worse. And it was just snow all the way to the top. And you know, I mean, I did a I did a 15 mile 14er through like much worse terrain than this last year, and I know that Katie and I could have made this hill for sure, no problem. We're stubborn as hell. My feet were already numb. Like, who cares? Just do it. 
but the dog was really struggling. And I was like, mm, this dog is just not going to make it. There was a guy carrying his dog in a backpack up the mountain. He had a wiener dog. <laughs> As you have done before, but your dog is a little bit larger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I was not going to carry It's a bigger this. pupper. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my girlfriend's dog weighs about 50 pounds. It's carryable. I did it in the backpack. You saw mm-hmm. the pictures. Yeah, a wiener dog weighs like, I don't know, 18 pounds or something. So, you know, some guy had him in a backpack. He was having a fun time. It was pretty neat to see that. But ultimately, we decided that even though we both felt like we could do this mountain, it's just like hiking up a slope. Like It's almost like walking up a ski slope with wind, you know? But Well, I was about to ask, did, did you have like any like snow skates or something where like the descent would be... Uh, fun. <laughs> so, so it's pretty neat, right? Like the whole experience is pretty great. There's everyone's on the mountain together. There's so much camaraderie on the way down. Everyone's asking you, how's the hill? How was your day? You know, it's just, everyone's real happy to be there. It's just, it feels great talking to the people. At least I feel that way. And people have all kinds of methods of going down. There are people, there are people cross country skiing up the hill. There are people carrying their skis up the hill and you can see, and you watch them skiing down it. People were carrying snowboards up the mountain. It's just really neat, you know? It's like, oh, it's almost like people, they want to go on a hike and they want to go skiing and they don't want to go to Breckenridge, which is, this is right by Breckenridge, by the way. And they don't want to pay like $1,000 to go snowboarding. So they're like, well, you know what? I'm just going to hike to the top of this giant mountain, which is much higher than anything Breckenridge has to offer. And I'm going to snowboard down this beast. So yeah, there are multiple methods of getting down the mountain. My favorite of which is just getting down and sliding down it on your ass. So if you if there's a real sl- steep slope with not too many rocks and snow, uh, and you just pick your feet up so your micro spikes don't touch, and you can just kind of ride your butt all the way down. <laughs> it's I I always play like the Mario um, penguin slider song in my head <laughs> from Mario sixty four, and we didn't get that close to be honest. Um, I was talking to people on the way up because I was really worried about the dog. And I said to this guy, I was like, how much further do we have? And he had this fancy device on his arm that he knew exactly how how high we were. Which I have no idea why you'd want that because it's almost like you're just torturing yourself because you know you're like so far away. And he was like, well, you're at about 12,800 feet. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, that means the top of this false summit is probably about 13,000 because we were, we were basically there. And I was like, but that means that the next hill is a thousand more feet. And I was like, that is a lot. And this dog isn't, make, isn't going to make it. Um, and so we just turned around. You know, I, I made the call. I was like, we got to turn around, go back. And so, A tactical retreat is not always a loss. We have decided now that we will not take the dog again in, in any mountain on the winter. Because this mountain is a baby. Like, it's so easy. Like, there's literally no danger at all. You cannot get hurt on this mountain. There are no cliffs. There's no rocks. There's no, there's no animals. There's nothing. So this is the 13th tallest peak in Colorado, but the third tallest class one. Okay. Oh, really? Is that true? Yeah. So so the top three class ones are Mount Elbert, which you and I sort of kind of did. Except, Um, except, let me correct you. We did the hard version. The path I took you up was class two. So Sure. Uh, The second tallest class one is Gray's Peak, which you did previously. I think that was very early on. Did that in and the then winter, this is the the, yeah. the third tallest class one, but it's really class one plus snow winter conditions. There are routes you can take up it. If you go up the other the ridge on the other side, it's a class three, and it looks real mean. But I don't think people do that in the winter. They're not crazy enough to do that shit. Well, they probably do it in the winter, but they shouldn't. Um, so we said no more doggy on, on in winter. 
No more doggy on anything on anything above a class two in the summer. So those are the rules now. And, you know, because it, it sucks. Like, it, I had a good time. I love the forest at the bottom. It was so beautiful. It's just snow everywhere, and there's snow sitting on, like, the pine tree branches, and it's just so quiet and just so nice. And there were old people climbing. There was a guy, there was a guy climbing this that was 73, and he was a fucking badass. And he was, and he was, he was training for some, like, 100-mile deca, deca something something where it's like you climb a mountain and you do it on 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 you hike it you ski it you snowshoe it and you bicycle it like this guy was a badass 70 something years old so much camaraderie so much fun um but still driving the getting up at 4 a.m driving the 90 the 90 minutes getting all your gear on hiking up a mountain for two hours plus and then turning around really blows so um you know it's not what you want to do we've done it four, four or five times now and it's just not what you want to do and, um, yeah, but it was still really fun. And I think when we made the decision to go back the first week of March, if we can, <clears throat> that March is, March is avalanche season in Colorado, but this mountain, I don't particularly have a lot of worries about avalanches to be honest. So we're going to do it again. So it was pretty fun. Good times. Well, cool. And the pictures look great. I love the second picture where you can't tell if the trees are just really small or the snow is just so high that you only see the tips of them. It's real deep, man. Like, um, really deep. I mean, it, there were there were definitely some spots where I where I had visual proof that the snow was four feet deep, and it's just real, real deep. I mean, but it's so packed down and so wind wind. I don't know. Like, the the snow gets really hard when when the wind chill is like negative five. So it's almost like it's almost like they just the snow just gets really high and then it just gets frozen and you're just walking. It's almost like walking on like a frozen lake almost. You're just floating on top of it. But when you hit a soft spot and you punch into it, man, it's not too fun. I could see someone losing like a boot, you know, like you know you lose a shoe in the mud. I could definitely see someone like losing a boot and that would really blow. <laughs> that would blow so much. Oh my god, but that didn't happen to me, so. I needed to buy winter boots. My feet were frozen. They were totally I couldn't feel them at all when I got back. So everything else was good. And my goggles are pretty cool. I like them. So um, nice. let's see. So that's the update on that. Now, Mandy. Yeah. So uh, I'm sorry. All I did this week was Warcraft. Well, there you go. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be for a while. But um, <clears throat> we got two more bosses down. And we're struggling with the last boss. This is a really hard one. Um but yeah, I talked about most of the raid last time. This time, with the only bosses that we did were Vexiona, which is like a dragon, and the Carapace of Inzoth. And so Vexiona was actually not that hard. I When I was looking at the fight before going into it, I thought it was going to be a pain. And it only took us two tries, and we finally we got it down after that. It was um, actually far easier than I thought it was going to be. So um, Vexiona is this big like shadow dragon and she is tanked kind of like where she where she starts and um, same thing as like with all dragons you stay away from the front and the side or the tail and uh, she has these ads that she spawns and she'll inflict people with these um, with this debuff called Oh, what is it called? I think Void Corruption. Oh, no. Um, or maybe Void Corruption is this dot that she puts on people. But um, there is a 
certain ability that she has that will um people have to run it out i think encroaching shadows that's what it's called encroaching shadows when you get uh inflicted with that you have to run out to like a corner of the room and drop it because it will create like a shadow pool under you and that does massive amounts of shadow damage so but they, and they stay permanent throughout the entire fight so we can't just run it out and it'll disappear we have to like plan where we're going to put them so they're not so we're not getting like overrun with shadow pools (laughs) so we're trying to get them as close to each other as possible some people are like jumping into like a shadow pool like right before it ticks off at like at one second so that they drop on top of each other it was um managing those was a little difficult because as the fight goes on more and more keep coming out and then she'll occasionally jump up in the air and she'll breathe down a lane of shadow um and then we had to try and figure out the different kind of lanes that she's uh, able to go to and then try to stay out of those because that will pretty much one shot you and uh we we had a couple healers get stuck in those a couple times because we had to like figure out the lanes and call out like uh go to this lane go to left or right to try and avoid it um and during that phase there's just all these ads and i think that was the biggest issue we were having was with ads trying to get them under control and killing them before she comes back because it just so much damage so much damage is going out and those two phases kind of just keep repeating themselves until the final one where she um does this cast called um heart of darkness Mm. and you have to get everyone has to get 20 meters away from her because then she will it will like one shot you if you're if you're stuck in it but at the same time how do you know if you're 20 meters away or not does it have like a distance meter yeah there's a range meter that you can Uh, put up put 20 minutes or 20 um yards away from her meters or yards whatever it is the unit but um and then she, but at that same time, she'll put something called Shattered Resolve around on everybody. So you have to run with somebody else. If you're never, if you're not around anybody, she'll fear you. <laughs> and which means that you have no control over your character for a certain amount of time. You'll just run all over the place and like even into pools of shadows. So you always have to be with somebody. And so we're trying to drop pools where we're not like blocking ourselves in because that's the fir- that's how we died the first time is we had so many shadow pools and we had to run away. We're trying to run away as a group, but there are all these shadow pools everywhere. We're like, we can't. We have nowhere to go. So but after a while, it was pretty simple after we figured out like the um, like the pattern to it. And uh, we got her down very quickly. Then we got Carapace of Insoth. Insoth is the final boss, and he is an old god. And if you know anything about Warcraft, Warcraft, uh, Warcraft lore, old gods are big deals. <laughs> so this fight is hard. Okay. And uh, Carapace of Insoth is the first part of the fight. And then after you get the Carapace off, then you get to fight Insoth, the actual boss. Um, Carapace is a lot, but it wasn't as hard as I was expecting. I think when we go into heroic, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. Oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, normal. It wasn't too bad. Um, it's just a very long fight because you go in and there is his, this giant, um, 
like servant of Inzoth standing there and he's the boss at the fight. Fury, Fury of Inzoth. And uh, there's the sanity mechanic comes back where you have a sanity meter. And every time you get hit, uh, it'll drop sanity. And every time, and occasionally throughout the fight, he will just do sanity damage to everybody that you can't avoid. And so you have to keep track of that because if you ever run out of sanity, he mind controls you and you're gone for the rest of the fight. Your character will run around and cause more sanity drop for other players. Oh, no. Your damage is increased by like 100%. And uh, so people, the only option is the people have to kill you. But if one person gets mind controlled, that's pretty much it. Like you just can't bounce back so- from that. You can't take the time to kill players and the boss. So do you do you attack when you're mind control, do you do you actually like run up and like bash somebody with like your sword or whatever, or do you just yes? Like, yeah, wow, you have no sucks. control. Yeah, your can character you, just does its own thing. You have no control over can it. Can you like spam like and just like escape, get out of the game? No, just like disconnect. <laughs> like disconnect. Like, uh, yeah. like, I'm just, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Like Starcraft back in the day. I don't want to lose. You pull and pull your you pull your like dial up wire. <laughs> you can't fire me. I quit. So and so has disconnected. No, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, but the one way that you can deal with this is the character Rathion, which is one of the Black Dragon Flight, and he's kind of like the person who leads you throughout this entire new zone and quest, and like to kill Inzoth. Um, when Mason and I played, we got to see Rathion a few times. Anduin punched him in the face, which was hilarious to me, <laughs> but. Um, Rathian is in this fight, and so if you run back to Rathian, he can restore your sanity. Um, so, but he's pretty far away, so you have to take time to run to him. Or um, the cloak that we got, and this is why everyone said you have to do the quest to get the cloak or you'll be screwed because um, the cloak has an ability that will teleport you back to Rathian, but you can only use it once every five minutes. So you can't just constantly use your cloak to go back and forth. Um, You have to try and time out like, I only have 10 sanity left. I need to go right now. It's kind of like like an oh shit button. (laughs) But um, it's the eject button. The inject button, yeah. And uh, throughout the first phase of the fight, you're pretty much just fighting the Fury of Enzoth and these giant tentacles come out of the um, sides and slam on the ground. You gotta watch for shadows. If you see a shadow on the ground, get out of it because you're gonna get slammed. And uh, the tentacles that come down have these um, things called horrific hemorrhages and those spawn little bloods all over the place. You have to kill, you have to shoot the hemorrhages off. Um, like they like they like these little growths all over the tentacles. You have to get rid of those so that um, after they're all gone, then the tentacle goes away. And um, the first phase, pretty easy. Then uh, a when you get done with the first phase, a portal opens or a side of the wall opens and he runs through it. You have to chase him through and he runs into this big room and stands in the middle. And then there are these two pathways on to the left and right. And these pathways have these growths all over and these little mandibles on the ground that um, or cysts, these little cysts on the ground where uh, you have to shoot them but you can't kill them it's impossible they just regrow they just gain health back but you have to shoot them till they close because they create an area where it slows down your movement by a shit ton so you're like walking instead of running in this area so you have to shoot them to progress further and then there are these um big growths on the wall and you have to we have to get rid of all the growths on both the left side and the right side in order for the boss to become active again 
like while while those oh. are up, you can't attack him. He's immune to every da- all damage because um, he's like using them to power himself up. And so once you get those down, you can go back to the boss. Uh, same pretty much as the first phase after that point. Um, but the sanity damage is going out much faster and he will occasionally drop these like little fragments of sanity and you can pick those up, but you gotta get, you have to make sh- you have to communicate to make sure the people who are actually low are collecting those. Um, and then after that, we go up to the final stage and this is a very long fight fight. This is why, um, we have to, it's, it's also a DPS check because if you can't, uh, after a certain point, the the boss will enrage. If you don't meet that enrage timer, then he pretty much one shots everybody in the raid because you. So it's like you have to kill him by a certain time. You just can't keep prolonging it. Oh, I see. And um, the final phase, Rathian is gone. He couldn't get into the room. So now you are fucked. You have to make sure you kill him before everybody goes insane. <laughs> and this is kind of like the DPS check where it's like, okay, everybody blow everything you have. And uh, he, because we have to kill him on a timer now. And uh, so that one, that stage wasn't too bad. More tentacles fall down on the sky, but they're not... Um, they don't have growths on them. It's pretty much just blow out the boss, and uh, he will like. There's just tentacles all over the place. <laughs> so what? What do you mean by blow everything you have? Like, do you have like certain numbers? Cooldowns. Of- okay, so just like, I guess there could be like a powerful attack that has a long cooldown that you wouldn't be able to use it again. So yeah. everybody saves mm-hmm. saves their like best stuff to the until you really need it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, we usually use those for like kill phases. Um. And uh, so, yeah, he knew that. And he also puts like insanity bombs on people. So you have to spread out when those are active because any if you're if your uh, area ever um, overlaps with somebody else's, though, you'll get a massive like damage to your sanity bar. So um, there was that. And uh, I mean, that fight on normal wasn't too bad it took us two tries or maybe three i think it took us three tries to get through it but it's just so long such a long fight how long is it um god to get through that whole thing Mm -hmm. each attempt was maybe 15 minutes Mm. so you so you really don't want to lose no It, it it takes a while um it's just a really long fight with three phases after that is the final boss, and we have not beat him yet. And on Mythic, uh, he's still not beat. And he, no one has beat him on Mythic no yet. No one There's has still beat him. F- yeah, on Twitch, um, you can still watch like the world first runs to see who beats him first. But yeah, no one has beat it yet. Um, wow. So yeah, even on normal, he's so difficult. <laughs> There's just so much going on. This has multiple phases too, which is pretty consistent with gods. Whenever we have fought an old god in the past, they're extremely long fights. They're just, they take forever and there's so much going on in different realms and areas that you have to go to. It's not like a just you're in a room with a boss and kill the boss. It's so long. <laughs> but uh, when you first start off the phase, everybody's soul is taken out of their body <laughs> and you're set down into, you have to, everyone has to group up because you have to remember where your body is because well, eventually you'll have to find your body again. And um, everyone's soul is taken out of their body, and you're taken to like this madness realm. And uh, there are these giant pools on the ground that spread out 
very far and um you have to stay out of those because they do massive damage to your sandy bar rathian is also gone in this fight so we don't have rathian to just eject to and so we have to really keep track of our sanity bar and the only other thing that we have is our necklace called the um heart of azeroth necklace and you can only use it once every two minutes to just give you a boost of sanity it's not like it puts you up to full percent it's it's only like um like a like a it's a smaller buff than what like rathian had and uh He'll have an, like a servant that's out, a servant of Inzoth, and we have to kite him in a circle all around the boss, and avoiding tentacles and the giant pools that are spreading on the ground. And ideally, you want to come before you get back to your body, because then you have to run to your body and collect your body to get back into the fight. And then phase two. Jesus. <laughs> so much. Phase How do you two. remember all this? That's what I want to know. Do you have notes? Good question. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, I was going to say, notes. holy shit, this is the way. It, after I mean, a while, you just get used to it. I was going to say, after lot. 15 minutes, it's probably ingrained. And you yeah. probably were dreaming about this at, at night. You're like yeah. still thinking about it. <laughs> we still haven't attacked the boss yet. Um, this fight is like every time you go through a phase, it weakens him. So we're not actually attacking the boss yet. But after we get through that, after we collect our body, we get a little bit of time on the, bo- on the boss to damage him until these uh, corrupted neurons come out. And they can either come out from the wall in the back of the room or from the boss himself. We have to figure out which way they're coming out. And we... I'm sorry, not corrupted neurons. I'm sorry. They're called mind grasps. And they will pull you to them. And if they pull you, if they pull them to you, to it, to whichever way it's coming out of, it'll cast a large amount of sandy, sandy damage. So we have to figure out which way they're coming from, run to the opposite side. And so it has less time to pull you to them. (laughs) And, um, or it has more time to pull, pull them to you. So hopefully it is over before they actually grab Mm, you. And, the corrupt neurons on the ground are the um, do like shadow damage, and we have to DPS those down in order to not run through them or get pulled through them during mind grasp. And then there's this mechanic called paranoia, where it will link you to somebody else. You have to stand with that person, but your pair has to be far away from everybody, all the other pairs, because if you are not with your pair, it does massive amounts of sanity damage. And if you're if your pair is next to another pair of like I think it's five yards or five meters, I can't remember what the what the uh whatever uh what the um unit is. But uh if you're within five of another pair, it does massive amounts of sanity damage. Yeah. And and uh, we had a lot of people in the first attempt getting mind controlled because we didn't know that our pair couldn't be with another pair. So we just were instantly all like mind controlled and we're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, then there is another phase. We have to split the raid into two. This thing comes up called a mind gate. So half the raid goes through the mind gate and they do pretty much similar to the first phase while we are running around killing tentacles and these eyeballs that come up out of the ground and so uh, avoiding paranoia and uh, avoiding these um, like uh, like the, the thing that the tentacles blow up with called corrupted viscera and mind realm I haven't done mind realm I've only been up at the top in the mind realm I know that they're avoiding these things these like uh, flames called flames of insanity and they have to limit their movement because they get afflicted with something called tread lightly which um, like 
decreases, I think, the sanity if you're if you're moving too much. It's really weird. And then phase three, which we haven't got to yet, there's more like you get paranoia and mind grass and every pretty much everything else. And then you get to attack the boss. Jesus, I don't think I can. We haven't made it through phase two yet. I think I'd be really bad at this. Like, I don't, I don't, think, I, I don't think I can. I don't know if I can keep track of all this. I'm the guy that would kill the group for sure. Absolutely. Oh, it's rough. Um, yeah, it takes a long time to like d- to describe the fight before words. We pretty much you pretty much have to watch a video on how to do it. Oh, I see. Is, is, that, is that well? Someone has to. But somebody has to be the one that like you know paves the way for that. Yeah. You know, someone yeah, has to. Be, someone has to be like 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 the one that breaks the trail in, so to speak. Yeah. Um, there are guides online from people who played the fight during the PTR, the um, test realm. Mm-hmm, and yeah. so they have beat it on normal and heroic. And so they have guides up for those. But still no one has beat Mythic yet. And we're waiting. Oh, we're all anticipating who's going to do it. <laughs> it's pretty impressive, though, that they have a... I mean, the fact that... I mean, how, how long has this been out? Two weeks? Um, You talked about it. Three. No, two. Yeah, last week uh, was uh, our first yeah, time doing it. Yeah, so, but there was updates three weeks ago, but the raid didn't start until Yes. Mm-hmm. Two yeah. weeks. It's just yeah. impressive that they can put out a, a challenge, something challenging enough that it takes people, you know, a month potentially to, to, to beat it at all. And then, like, and then the question will be, you know, one group beats it, but then how many out of 100 groups are able to beat it eventually on Mythic? And it yeah. still sounds like yeah. it'd be a pretty low number. The so. very first old god that they released, the very first old god raid called Cthune, which actually was back in vanilla, wow, like before Burning Crusade came out, that one uh, was so hard that they that nobody could beat it. It was deemed impossible for an amount of time. And finally, Blizzard was like, this fight's too impossible, and they had to scale it back <laughs> so that people could actually beat it because it was so hard. But I'm, sure, uh, but I'm sure people love it, love that about it, you know? I mean, people must love having the challenge of being the first one. Oh, yeah. Like, it's up on Twitch now. You can watch all the top guilds try and beat it. It's, yeah, everyone's keeping track of it. I think, I think, um, Limit, if I could be, if I am correct, I could be wrong about this. Um, I think it's Limit who, they're still stuck on the second phase in Mythic. <laughs> And they're like one of the best guilds around, so <laughs> wow. it's gonna be a while. All right, Mandy. Mandy, your conversations on this act like a commercial for WoW. I mean, the enthusiasm is like getting me to want to play it, even though I know that I'd never be able to get. I'm, I'm so I, I'm starting from step one, so I feel like it'd be forever until I was doing this kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It's just it's like a you play it. It it, it it reads like a commercial for the game. Maybe Blizzard, oh. yeah. Maybe Blizzard should pay me. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Blizzard is in a tough spot right now. They're right. not everyone's favorite uh, developer at the moment. Why is that? <laughs> oh man, Oof. Uh, I didn't. I don't think I ever mentioned this, but um, Blizzard not too long ago ended up like they had the best year that they've ever had, and then they fired eight hundred people off their staff. <laughs> Did they fire them or did they do scale back? Oh, they fired them. <laughs> they got rid of them because they said, well, it is our best year, but it's still not as much as we want it to make. And oh, so they were, fired 800 so, people and people were like, oh, fuck. I, I guess I'm asking if they fired them or if they laid them off. 
Oh, laid them off. Sorry. Okay. I mean, that's okay. I mean, that still sucks, but that's definitely different. Uh, firing 800 people would be like, there was some <laughs> kind of an insurrection or something. It or was a coup d'etat. rough. Wow. Yeah, it was rough because, um, it's a lot of people. I, um, the, one of our raid leaders, um, he, his, uh, wife works for, um, not for Blizzard, but for Activision. And she was worried about her job. And yeah, from what I've heard, there it was very emotional. There are a lot of people who have been there so long and just they walked in one day and were like, we don't have a job. And it was just mm. heartbreaking. But oof, you can tell the quality control has gone downhill. At least, at least <laughs> this, re- this patch released in a horrible state. I've heard nothing but horrible things about Warcraft 3. I just, I don't know about Blizzard right now. At least you can still collect unemployment if you get laid off. Although I don't know, mm. I don't know what state they're in, so I don't know how good the unemployment benefits. California. Are. California strikes me as a place that probably has pretty good unemployment benefits, but Florida was pretty bad. I got laid off once in Florida. They don't really, mm. they don't really give you enough to live on. But all right, well, so Oof. I don't know what's coming. Up. I am gonna, I'm still picking through these other games that I haven't finished yet before Final Fantasy remake gets released so thankfully sort of thankfully and sort of unthankfully like they, they they pushed it back a month so um and then poor cyberpunk got really delayed a lot for some reason yeah but you know it gives you an extra month to, to get rid of the backlog so i'm gonna get through Mega Man x4 which i'm told is really hard at the end and then you know i might crack open a five fantasy 15 again and give that another try so maybe i'll talk about that a little bit but nice there won't be any more mountain climbing for a while, maybe for about for about a month. So, but we'll be back to that, and uh, I don't know. Well, guys, we're we're gonna we're gonna dip out here now, so we can get ready for the for the podcast, so we can start that on time because of the Super Bowl, and um, which I'm sure a lot of you are, are gonna watch. So, make sure you enjoy your commercials and whatnot. And um, thanks for listening, guys, and thanks for contributing to the podcast. Thanks to Mandy and Mason for always having something fun to talk about. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye-bye.